Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to the Fat Lot of Good podcast. It is me, Helen Thorne. I'm a comedian, a writer, a massive show off. I'm a loud laugher and a lover of chips. And I am absolutely delighted. I have Sophie Hagen in the house. Hello, Sophie. Hello, fellow lover of chips. So um, I've invited Sophie on the podcast because she's just bloody amazing. But she's an, also an award winning comedian, a podcaster, two podcasts. Two podcasts. So it's Secret Dinosaur Cult and Made of Human, mm. both excellent. Okay. Uh, you're a fat activist, a legend. And now an author, Sophie. I've got her book. I'm just gonna. I'm just like banging it on the table. It exists. It's I real. Know, it's real. And it's yeah. called Happy Fat. And the the sort of subheading for the book is taking up space in a world that wants to shrink you. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. Bloody awesome. Now, um, I like to start the podcast by asking about your relationship with your body. Can you describe that to the listener? My current relationship with my body is good. My yes. current relationship is. You know what it is? So I spent about a year writing this book and throughout it and before leading from like the moment my journey (laughs) began. We're on X Factor now. She's talking about journeys. Oh, God. It's the worst word, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, My pilgrimage from when I started learning to love my body until now has been a lot about learning to love how it looks. You know, because that's the main focus, isn't it, that we're told all the time. It's about looking good. Mm -hmm. And I think... I'm definitely there. You know, I love how I look. I love my body. I think it's sexy. I think it's soft. It's squishy. It's beautiful. And I think now I'm I'm trying to work on the rest. Like, hey, it's not just looks. You know, it's also how it feels and smells and what I can taste and what I can hear and what I can see. You know, I'm trying to reconnect with my body on a deeper level than just my appearance. So I think now I'm focusing on being and existing in my body and trying to, you know, I'm, I'm good with everything else. And now I'm just trying to reconnect, I think, and be like, oh, hey, I must have pushed you away for 30 years. Let's try and just be us, if yeah. that makes sense. That doesn't sound too weird. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. And I think, I, I you know, I've interviewed a few people on, on the podcast so far, and each 
person doesn't hasn't always loved their body. It's it's all and also it's always a work in progress. Because mm. I think there's and I want to get into the nut, the nuts of body positivity and how it's not always such a good thing. Because that's one of the things that really struck me about your book. Because I use the word or the term body positivity, and it's meant to be lovely. Because there's lots of sort of plus size models on Instagram all looking gorgeous. But um, can you explain what that means compared to? being a fat activist or fat yeah. liberation. So body positivity is very much a term that primarily exists for people who aren't fat, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's, you know, people with, um, you know, you, you recognize people from, from Instagram, the people who are thin, and then when they sit down, they have a little stomach, and they're like, hashtag body positivity, and you're like, wow. Your life must be a struggle. And of course, we all feel the pressure. Of course, we all feel this immense uh, pressure to self-hate. So it doesn't matter how thin you are. Even if you're a size zero, you're still taught to hate your body. Mm. But the way you are treated by society is different when you reach a certain... Well, it's not like there's a certain weight and then you're suddenly treated worse. But gradually, the bigger you are, the worse it gets. Now... uh, Body positivity is fairly new. I think it's. Kind of, I feel like it started in the '90s, but it's really exploded recently with social media. But in 1967, I believe, the fat liberation movement started, and it was created by this group of fat queer uh, Jewish women, and they just they had a manifesto, which was basically like, "Give us our rights, like treat us better, give us." Uh, access to healthcare, you know, to stop discriminating against us, all of these things. Because that was what it was about. It wasn't about loving your curves. Mm. You know, that's not what it was. It's it was about basic rights. Basic rights. Yeah. Treat us well. Stop, you know, stop killing us. Yeah. And then, oh, they did a fat in, which is my favorite thing, where they, uh, 500 fat people went to Central Park in New York and sat and ate ice cream and burned diet books. It is. Glorious. Why are we doing that today, I Sophie? No, why are we here? <laughs> oh my God! I'm so sorry, Lister. We, we've got to go. We're very busy. We've got ice cream to eat and books to join burn. Us, join us in Hyde Park. <laughs> and so, so that was what it was about. It was always about fighting the system and fighting the patriarchy and fighting racism and fighting ableism and fighting uh, sexism and it, you know, it was a re- rebellion against the system. And then what they managed to do was they took fat and made it into body mm-hmm. to make it less scary and less specific. And then they took uh, liberation, which is a fucking call for arms, yeah, and changed it into positivity, which is just a nice way of asking a lot of women to smile, right? Yeah. So now body positivity is this dove advert where all of these slightly curvy, very white or at least light-skinned, very symmetrical-looking, beautiful women are all dancing, and they're like, ha, 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 body positivity, bio, lotion. Yeah. But the people who started the movement would never be allowed into that advert. Mm. You know, so now they've, it, they're being erased, you know, fat people being erased and kept out. Because it's almost like, well, we've got body positivity, you know, and as you say in the book, sh- fat people, sit mm. down. You're, yeah. You're done now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're, yeah, the size 14 girl has spoken for you. Yeah. Uh, and um, and then you're done. Yeah, well, so uh, Megan Crab, who's Body Pussy Panda on Instagram, has millions of followers, uh, also written an amazing book, and she said herself that whenever she puts a photo up, she tries to be very intersectional and include people, 
And whenever she puts a photo up of someone who's fat, she gets way, 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 way fewer likes than when it's someone who's not fat. It's it's sort of really interesting because I think there's so much good about the body positive um, movement, but actually reading it or seeing it through your eyes or a fat activist eyes, I kind of got that it's become more palatable. It's become like, mm. oh, well, no, we're happy with that fat. Mm. Oh, the other, it's too, it's too much. What you say now is so fantastic and the way you love your body is fantastic. But it has been, as, as we are going to use the word again, <laughs> journey. Um, would you like to tell the listeners about what it was like growing up in Denmark for you? Yeah, I was, uh, my, well, I grew up partly with my grandfather, who's a psychopath and a horrible human being, a very abusive man, very disgusting human being. And then, so he was married to my grandmother, who, I guess she was just, I don't know, I don't know, I still can't figure out if she was, if she was like a victim of that, if she couldn't leave, or if she was also a bit of a psychopath, <laughs> I'm genuinely not sure. And then my mother was just kind of stuck in between all of this. My sister, when she was born, uh, was very sick and was uh, she was I think she was either born too early or she hadn't gotten uh, nutrition in my mother's stomach or something. So she came out tiny, tiny, tiny and had to be f- uh, fattened up at the same time as I was five and being told to lose weight. So at my five. mom was just stuck in this limbo between like this Sophie's Choice situation of like which kid do I? Because she was like a single mother trying to raise two kids working in a factory eight hours a day like she couldn't do both Mm. so she was already stuck in this and she kind of sent me to my grandparents quite a lot and then they were psychopaths (laughs) it's all like a nice recipe for (laughs) my therapist to earn a lot of money now yeah but (laughs) my uh food became it became the escape it became the way of numbing my feelings it was also my grandfather's way of controlling us um eat this cake i've bought this cake because i love you so if you don't eat this cake, you don't love me, and you you do love me, don't you? Like eat the cake and what a fucking and charmer! Also, oh yeah, and then also Lovely. putting like a photo down of like uh, some newspaper article called "The Fattest Woman in the World," and then go oh, but never look like that, and then walk away. Wow, yeah, absolute psychopath, just messing with you as a child. Oh, absolutely, yeah, horrible man. So, food became the escape. It became love. It became the abuse. It became. Everything but what food is, which is yeah. nutrition. Let's go back to the <laughs> orgasmic chips. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just a lovely thing to do for yeah. yourself. But And yeah. then, of course, when you become... And also, I wasn't fat. I was, you know, like a chubby child, you know, the way some children just... Ah, like yes. That. But, you know, the school nurse was very concerned and thought I should lose weight. So I was put on a diet when I was seven or eight, I think was the first diet I was on. And I was on diets till... I guess I was around 20 or 21. It's just nonstop, just constant dieting, you know, and then failing because that's what diets do. They yeah. fail. That's what they're meant to do. And then on another diet, failing and, then, you know, losing 10 kilos, gaining 15 kilos, losing 10 kilos, gaining 15 kilos. Because that's also how diets work. You end up fatter than you were in the beginning. Yeah, because it just basically fucks with your metabolism. Yeah. And then you become sad again. Oh, yeah. And then Yay! you blame yourself because it's all about, well, if you really wanted to, you could. Or if you were strong enough, it is such a brilliant business strategy. <laughs> oh, apps! It is. It is fantastic. Billion, it's so good. Dollar industry. It's amazing. So it was a struggle. Like I, there was a lot of things I just didn't do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I was properly alive ever. 
you know, it was like, oh, I'm not going to go to this party until I'm thin. I'm not going to uh, ask this boy out until I'm thin. I'm not going to buy this clothes I want to buy until I'm thin. I'm not going to do this uh, exercise thing until I'm thin. You know, it was all about this process and this idea of who I was going to be one day. And that person I was going to be was just going to be someone thin. It wasn't going to be someone successful or happy or you know, fulfilled or someone who created something. It was just going to be thin. Yeah. And then I would be happy. And that was basically the what, 10, 15 years of my life was just about reaching that point. That was never going to happen. Mm. I know. And it, and it, it is that, because I, I know on my Instagram, Helen wears a size 18, so many women write into me and say, oh, I'm only going to have pretty clothes when I'm a size 12. And that, that makes me so angry. And also makes me incredibly sad that, and that that's what we're conditioned to believe. Can we talk about um, your PE teacher? Because every person I've interviewed for this podcast has had such a negative relationship with sport. And I just, I basically think we should round up all PE teachers and kill them um, because <laughs> yeah, they're the root of all fucking evil. I, I swear. I literally wrote that in the book and was asked to make it nice <laughs> by my editor. <laughs> Uh, I don't think this Sorry, is going to make. I don't it, mean that. This is not going to make it past jokes. our lawyers. Like, oh, I'm, I'm partly joking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not all PE teachers. Anyway, mine was bad. A, you, mine was you, bad. Yours was a star cunty. She was horrible. She would. Uh, I mean, I kind of love myself for being like that. I really, I fought so hard to get out of PE, and so I would say I had my period because I'd heard someone say that I was what, eight, nine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very advanced. Definitely did not have my parents. She pulled down my uh, pants in front of everyone and was like, see, you don't. <gasps> and I remember I didn't I didn't want to shower with the other girls because... Why that's would like you the, have to? Yeah. That's the ho- worst thing. That was the worst thing. Because, mm. you know, I was, the, I was definitely the fattest. I mean, it must have been the fattest. No, there was another fat uh, girl in my class. I don't know if she... What she did. Mm. But of course you don't want to. I mean, even if you're thin, I don't think anyone loves getting naked in front of your no. school friends when you're about to be... Anyways. Also, you're eight. Why would you need a fucking shower? Yeah. Just they're fine to be sweaty and a bit ruffled <laughs> around the edges. I, I remember, I think I was 11, I was the first to get pubic hair and we all had to get changed together mm. for the swimming pool. And everyone was like, Helen's got pubes! Oh, Helen's God. got pubes! And that's all my class talked about for the oh. rest of the year. I was like, they did not need to see my oh, vagina. My like, And it was horrific. And I felt yeah. like some kind of massive swamp woman. Like, yeah, I, I it's, it's going to stick in your head. Yeah, yeah. My PE teacher um, then came in and I was like, the only one who hadn't showered. And she ended up saying, uh, well, you have to shower. And then she wouldn't let any of the other pupils go, who were all dressed and ready to go out to have their break, until I had showered in front of them. So she, she pulled my clothes off and pushed me into the showers. That's abuse. It, it's, ab- it's abuse. She's horrific, a horrible abuse. Woman. Abuse. A Bruce? Abuse. A Bruce. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so, what that is, but I like it. And my, it became like a lifelong struggle. Well, not lifelong, but like until I didn't go to school anymore mm. against PE. Now, um, I want to talk about, just going back to the book, there was a um, sentence that sort of hit me the hardest and it and you wrote, you hate your body because someone lied to you. And I feel like that kind of um, really sums up the whole book, that it has just been all lies, whether that's sport or that's clothes or, or sex, porn, all those sort of things. It's just one big, massive lie. And is that sort of what you wanted 
the book to be about as well as sort of a triumphal like hug yourself book as well well it was that was the well not that exact sentence but that was the sentiment that changed everything for me mm. a lot of people ask you know oh, how can I learn to love my body which is a valid question yeah. and I never think that they like my answer because <laughs> so I, I don't know what I don't know what people would l- think that I will say you know it's I imagine it's a lot about, oh, you maybe just realize you're beautiful, you know. But for me, what it genuinely was, was someone telling me that. Because we so believe that fat equals bad is the truth. People don't even see it as an opinion. They see it as the fact. Mm. You know, they see fat is just unhealthy. Fat is just bad. Fat is just ugly. You know, you don't even... People don't even question that, that that might not be true. So for, And I was the same. I just believed it. Like, why wouldn't I believe it? Literally every single source in the world tells me that. Mm. You know, why wouldn't I believe it? It seems like the main thing. Yeah, I'm the crazy one. The world is right. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Like, why would it not be? Just, why would you even question it? No one had ever told me to question it. And then I met Andrea, who's a, a body activist in Denmark. <laughs> this super cool, radical you know, uh, hair under her arms, uh, mullet. She was amazing. And and she said that. She said, like, what? She was like, that's, it's not a fact. It's a lie. It's his, I'll now explain capitalism to you. And I was like, well, hold on, <laughs> Hang what? On. <laughs> what is this capitalism? It sounds bad. Let me just look into that. And that, so it was about changing the, just making it like fat being bad is not a fact, it's an opinion. And then, like, mind blown. Like, what? And it did change overnight. Obviously, I didn't go from, like, oh, my God, I'm super sexy overnight. But overnight, I went from every single thing I've ever been taught about myself was not true. So because now you're you're a fat guru, let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Can we ask, because I I want some takeaways uh, messages. I think us listeners and, and us fat people can all agree. But what... What advice, um, you know, how do you be a good friend to a fat person? Because I think we've all, as bigger people, or as any person, we've had friends say those cutting words, which they think is fine, yeah. but that, that makes you kind of cry and want to go and eat four galaxy bars afterwards. It's really difficult. I think, I think my main takeaway, which I don't think I really realised until I was writing the book, there's like an inherent gaslighting that seems to happen when you talk about fat in general. You know, we know the cliches of you're not fat or don't say that about yourself. You're not fat. You're beautiful. And it still happens. It doesn't happen that much to me now because people are very loud about (laughs) very loud. Because she's eaten them. Um. (laughs) I don't really. But I have had a few people say, um, oh, have you lost weight? You look amazing. And I'm just like, uh, are we doing this? Do you not follow me on Twitter? (laughs) Do you not not see how loud I'm going to be about this? Do you not have ears and eyes? (laughs) But it's also just an automatic thing in people, you know, that's what you're used to saying. But yeah. I think acknowledging it, like that doesn't mean you have to sit your friend down and go, you are fat. But, <laughs> you know, if your friend, it's just about asking, you know, gentle questions like, are you okay here? Or, mm. you know, go into a, if you're in a restaurant with someone and you see the chairs have uh, armrests, just be like, oh, Jimmy, to get you another chair. Or yeah. uh, if you ask someone to go to those, um, uh, theater with them go you know get the booth uh, the box because they're bigger seats than the the back circle stalls or whatever where you know it's twice within a few years it's happened that I 
went to see a show with someone and I sat down and I sat on the armrest and I couldn't yeah. get all the way down. Oh, love. And that's, you know, for me now that's like fine. But what's the, the, the kind of painful thing is them going, <gasps> and you them getting uncomfortable because then you have to s- sort out your own shit. Yes. You have to sort out your own seat and you have to talk to ushers who are like, um, oh, God, oh, oh, sh- oh, no. And they're like calling other the radio going, um, do we, uh, I need, um, uh, uh, <laughs> code fat, uh, code fat. <laughs> Code slightly bigger, but b- larger, but that's also okay. Oh god! But then you also have to deal with your friend going, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so sorry! Oh, yeah. should we? Are you okay? Are you okay?" And you can like, you're like, "Oh my god! Just Do, sit you know, down, sit down, it, treat it as a normal, natural thing, yeah, a practical thing." You know, oh, that's a, um, like my example is, so I slept with this guy, <coughs> a musician. That's not relevant, but let's just. I mean, he sounds, all, he sounds amazing. He's amazing. And uh, he lived on the fourth floor. And already I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. But then half, halfway up the stairs, he just stopped and we kissed for a bit. At first I was like, why are we kissing? And then, oh, he's just acknowledging yeah. that it's probably a bit hard to carry this much weight up four flights of stairs. Yeah. That's not to say that it's hard for everyone. There's a lot of fat people who are in excellent shape. Mm. I'm not. (laughs) I'm just not. Um, and uh, before we get into the sort of the quick fire round, uh, now this is this is the big question. How do you love your body, Sophie Hagen? How do we do it? My main I mean, the main thing I think. Well, first of all, it's very important to stress you don't have to. You absolutely don't have to love your body. I don't know where that came from that we have to do that. Mm. You know, you can just feel, you can just nothing your body. You can see it as a functioning vehicle. If it functions, sometimes it doesn't function, that's also okay. But you can just see it as a, you know, it's a body. It doesn't yeah. have to be something you either love or hate. You know, do you love your ears? I don't know. How many people love their ears? How many people hate their ears? You know? I think we should start an awareness. <laughs> we need <laughs> to be ears, more ear aware. Ears positivity. <laughs> exactly. But it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's, it's not, why do we have to love or hate it? You know, it's, it's okay to just not, you know, because positivity is also a lot of, it's a very strong word, isn't it? Like, we can't, and what do you love? Do you then love your body all the time? Are you allowed to have bad days? You know, it's such a strange thing. But, um, I do. I do love my body, and that's something I've worked hard on. I think the most important thing is first of all, you have to acknowledge fat equal bad isn't a thing. Like that's not a fact. That's for me. That was a big thing. It's like stop. Like catch yourself in saying it. You know, catch yourself in thinking it. You know, in calling foods good foods or bad foods, or saying I am fat with any kind of lo- loading of negativity. Oh, thin as a good thing. But then the main thing for me is seeing fat people. We don't see fat people. Where are the fat people? Yeah. We don't see them anywhere in any kind of popular media. They're just not there. My main source of um, self-love or whatever is uh, Substantia Jones, who has is an American photographer who takes amazing photos of fat people naked. And what you do is you just, you order her calendar, you put it on your wall, you order some prints, put it on your wall, you save some pictures, put it on, as your background on your computer, follow her on Instagram, uh, follow Shuklet at S-H-O-O-G-L-E-T, which is also a non-binary uh, photographer from somewhere in America who takes photos of fat people as well, naked fat people. They're so beautiful. 
fill your feed. Fill your feed with fat people. Proper fat people, not pe- not body positivity people, fat people. Mm. And look at it. Desensitize uh, yourself from it. Make it a thing that you just see in your life, these beautiful people. And challenge the voice in your head that says it's a negative thing. I think that's done the most for me. Is that my room is full of fat people. It's full of arts and statues and pictures. And it helps a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is sponsored by the fabulous Booby Doo. They have the best range of sports bras. Whether you're doing a yoga class, a jog around the block, or running a marathon, they will have a bra to suit you and your boobs. I'm a big juicy G cup and I have lots of gorgeous bras from them that keep my girls supported. Just go to boobydoo.co.uk to find your perfect bra today. That's B-O-O-B-Y doo.co.uk and do follow them on social media too that's at boobydoo bras we're going to go into some sort of quick fire questions and then you can go we can go away now I'm so bad at quick fire oh. I talk too much for quick fire but let's try let's try I know so do I <laughs> we're going to be here until tomorrow yeah. um, what makes you feel sexy Sophie um hmm I think good bedding. Is that yes. a really old answer? No. Like soft bedding. As in like sheets like and... bare legs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, sheets and... Mm, yeah, Lovely I good think. bedding. Like I, I like having a really hot shower, a nice, yes. a nice, you know, get your hair nice and then just in the nude in nice fresh yes. sheets. Sexy times. I don't need anyone else in there with me. No, that doesn't matter. Just, just some you nice cotton, cotton sheets. <laughs> Lovely, good. What's your most favourite thing to put in your body? Whether it's food, booze, cock, <laughs> your own hand. My full fist. Yes. <laughs> um, that is that your answer? No. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish I could. I, I've, I was, never, I've never tried. No, to put I the whole hand. I mean, I, there's times I can barely wipe. I don't think yeah. I need to <laughs> experiment with the whole hand. Um, my favorite thing to put in my body. I'm going to say my favorite thing to put in my body is a Coke that I have ordered at Jamie, what's his face, this restaurant. Yes, Jamie Oliver. Yes, because on his stupid menu, 
it says that if you buy anything that has sugar in it, it's a bit more expensive, and then all the proceeds will go to like fat children or something. Nice. So I will order so much Coke <coughs> just in defiance against his fucking ridiculous, stupid head. And I'll just, oh, I'll be so sugared up. And I'll be like, Do, are you aware that it's actually, whatever, 20p more? I'm like, yes, I am aware. Give me more Coke. Fucking bring it in a fucking trough. My favorite thing to put in my body are things that I put in my body to defy other people. <laughs> <laughs> Drink Coke against Jamie Oliver. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what's your most embarrassing body moment? I mean, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't really... I'm pushed in the opposite direction of, you know, the general thing you're taught about your body. So I'm very like, shitting is okay. It's normal and natural. You will all watch me do it. But I think um, when I had sex with the aforementioned musician, yes, <laughs> um, I was having a great time. And I was, uh, I, I don't know what I did, but I turned and I just knocked my head into a radiator. <laughs> and I started bleeding from my head. But I was so embarrassed that I'd done this because it was such an unsexy thing to do that I just like kept going. And he was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. He was like, you're bleeding. I was like, no, 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 just keep going. He was like, no, you, fuck I, think me, you fuck need, me hard. I think you need some help. I was like, no, that's fine. There was just blood everywhere. He was like, no, oh seriously, I don't think I can do this. Oh. I think that's probably fine. It's fine. I'm losing hair. I'm losing blood. Just keep, just keep it in. Keep it in. Yep, that's about it. <laughs> I need some tissues for my fanny and some <laughs> tissues for my head. That's very sweet about it. Oh. Um, what are the best and worst things that people have said about your body? Um, I'm going to try and answer it a bit, tiny bit differently, right? Okay. Um, just because that's what it reminds me of. I once saw a public proposal, which is the worst thing in the world. Blech. Oh, my God, it's the worst. <laughs> ah! uh, and it was done. I feel like it was done to me. It was so awful. But it was this guy who was doing this speech on stage to this woman he was going to propose to. And he was like talking about how amazing she was. And at one point he said, uh, she's the most accomplished person I've ever met. And I just felt this. <gasps> and it was just because the word accomplished, I had never heard that as a compliment. Mm. I, I just had never thought that that could be a compliment. I think that was the day when I realized, you know what, like, Beautiful, hot, sexy. Ah, what is that? You know, that is just what someone gets from looking at you. Yeah. Meh. But accomplished. Someone seeing you as accomplished. There's something about that when I was like, wow, okay, I'm I'm not going to care that much about what people think of how I look. You know, if it's positive, you know, I get a lot of DMs from random men going oh I actually I actually think you're beautiful oh thank you <laughs> fuck off oh my I, God. Don't exist. I don't exist for you, you fucking prince yeah thank you <laughs> so I think yeah I think that was that, that changed something it's just because you said best about best or worst about body I'm like I don't know that is a much better you know, is a much better answer I'm yes. kind of I'm kind of over caring about both people's negative and positive reactions to my body you know yeah. it's so much more and I um, I mentioned it in the book reading reading a book where there's a fat character in and the main character in the book has sex with the, f the fat woman and he describes um, I think the sentence is he felt 
with wild joy the feeling of her on top of him or like the heavy feeling of her on top of him or something like that. And that was the first time I'd seen anyone describe sex with a fat body as a feeling and mm. sensation and not how it looked. And it's another thing where I'm like, wow, I'd, I would love for someone to say, uh, you feel amazing on top of me. Yeah. You know, that would be a whole other thing than you are beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Right, Excellent. So see, quick fire, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Fat facts. I'm going to give you a fat fact. Is that all right? I'm so excited. Um, do you know that the average breast weighs between 15 and 23 pounds, which is the equivalent of two small turkeys? That's what we're carrying around. That's what you can think about. <laughs> See, men listening, you don't know this. You don't know the pain. Just envisage two small turkeys hanging around your um, breast. Wow. I feel okay. like it's, I feel like I learned more about turkeys than I did about breasts. There we go. You can take that home, Sophie Hagen. <laughs> the Hall of Fat Fame. Who would you put in the Fat Hall of Fame? Who inspires you? Who's who's your number one fat person, oh or just number one person? So many. It's my, my big angst at the moment is that I've forgotten to thank people in my book. <laughs> oh, my God, there will be people who are, like, the most important people in the world, and I've just forgotten about them. Okay, so can I tell you this? Um, Keevan Bay uh, is a person I've interviewed for my book, and he's not, so he's not famous, he's not, you know, but he has a fairly big presence on social media. He's uh, a fat, queer, trans man living in Portland, I think, in America. And so he did a lot of my research for the book. And it's just like the most incredible person. So, 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 so intelligent. Had to explain so many things to me so many times. And uh, at one point, we talked about um, like a really sad, really sad topic. I was going to start the book by trying to explain to people why this was so important. This wasn't just a quirky, fun, hug yourself kind of thing. This is such a serious topic. So I wanted to talk about um, like how many um, people die, like kill themselves because of this hatred for themselves and the bullying and the oppression. And Keevan found a lot of statistics. It was a very, very sad week where we were just reading about all these horrible statistics and stories and articles. And Keevan said this amazing thing where he was like, he was like, these kids who are victims of this, are just like the canaries in the coal mine. We're the ones that survived, but we are just that. We are survivors. And we will always have, you know, black lung from all of the shit we've endured. And so I dedicated the book to the canaries in the coal mine because I was like, yeah, that's it. And then I've stopped talking about it in the book at all. (laughs) It got very dark, as you can probably tell. Um, So I think Keevan is so important and such a force and he's just incredible. So I think he, I would put him in the in the Hall of Fame. Excellent. Fatspiration. And one last thing before I let you go back into the world to spread your goodness. Uh, what is your mantra or what you, I guess, would like to say to an eight-year-old Sophie Hagen in the future? Um, I mean, this is a very big question. I've put a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the only one I can answer like a quick fire way. Okay. <laughs> um, it's them. It's them. And I think, I don't know how it would work for other people, but eight-year-old me, I think, had such a conviction that she was right about everything. 
And I think that was kind of knocked out of her for a good 15 years. So I'd like to go back and be like, no, 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 no. You are right. It is them. They are the ones fucking you up. They're the ones lying. They're the ones trying to make you into a consumer. That is all you are to them. They don't care about you. I mean, it's a hard thing to say to a child, isn't it? Like, trust no one, basically. Yeah. You know, don't blindly trust. You know, stick with your instincts. And people will get so mad at you. People will get fucking furious with you. You're going to have James Woods, for some reason, attack you on Twitter <laughs> because you said you wanted a fat Disney princess. Like, that's the thing. Piers Morgan is going to call you a cunt twice. <laughs> that's just going to happen because you make the right decisions. And that's okay. It's okay for people to be angry. That's not on you. Yeah. I think. Amen, sister. Thank Amen. you so much. Thank you so Sophie much for Hagen. having me. And bloody huge congrats on the book. It's called Happy Fat. It's out on the 2nd of May, uh, available from where you buy books, basically. <laughs> um, and where can people find you uh, on, on the internet, Sophie? Uh, Sophie Hagen, S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N. I think the spelling will just take you to all the Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I suggest you sign up for my newsletter because that's where you get all the info. And then I'm on tour of the UK in May April and June mm-hmm. with the book Excellent. and my first show called Bubble Wrap, which is partly about body image, but also boy pants. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> and your podcasts are Secret Dinosaur Cult and Made, and made of Human. Of human. Uh, do rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Um, I've been Helen Thorne. Uh, the producer of this show is the amazing Maddie Hickish and the music you've been listening to is by John Thorne. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.